Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Siloan. It's great to be with you today. In a week, we've been focusing on the spiritual, which I thought was a good idea because it's so easy to get distracted by what's happening outside of us that we lose sight of what really matters. We lose sight of what should be nourishing us. See, those things outside of us that we take in, they're nourishment. They're just not good nourishment. It's like eating candy. It might taste good in the moment, but long term, it's going to have some bad effects on you. Let's begin with the psalm. Psalm 104, verses 14 and 15. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. Now, what's this saying? It's pretty obvious, right? What it's saying is God gives us what we need. He provides it if we will only accept it. Also, all those foods, the wine, the oil, they're also analogies for spiritual sustenance. That God will not only provide for our physical lives, but if we allow him, he will provide for our spiritual lives. But do we let that happen? In our everyday lives, do we let that happen? What do we put into our bodies? What do we put into our souls? You know, it's, it's been a question as long as there's been mankind. How do we feed ourselves? Since Christ was here and he died and he rose and he left, how do we sustain our faith? From the desert of Egypt and the 300s lived a monk called Makarios. That's like 1,700 years ago. He has some powerful words on nourishment and how we feed our souls and how we shouldn't feed our souls. They can kind of be hard to hear, but I think they're important. Especially in the confusing times that we live in now. So here we go. Now remember, this was written 1,700 or so years ago. But it is as applicable today as it was then. When a person is so sick and weak that his body cannot accept food and drink, he is reduced to despair and becomes a living image of death, and his friends and relatives mourn over him. Similarly, God and the angels mourn and are full of sorrow for souls incapable of absorbing celestial nourishment. But if you become God's throne and he himself takes his seat on it, if your whole soul is a spiritual eye, all light. If you nourish yourself on the sustenance of the spirit and drink living water and the spiritual wine that rejoices the heart. If you clothe your soul in effable light. If inwardly you attain experience and full assurance of all these things. Then you will live the truly eternal life reposing in Christ 
while still in the present world. Now, why in that do God and the angels mourn? They mourn for souls that don't understand we can experience right now eternity, life, light. Right now, God has given us what we need. His word, his spirit, his church. We have everything we need if we'll just feed from it. You know, I think that's a good way to look at prayer. A good way to look at reading scripture. A good way to look at reading words from holy people. A a good way to look at going to church. You're feeding. It is a feast of the soul if you will allow it. And unlike food, where if you eat too much of it, it'll make you fat and you will get unhealthy. The more celestial nourishment you feed upon, all it does is lead to eternity. You get more peace. You get more happiness. You grow and you grow and you grow and you begin to understand that life, eternal life, doesn't begin when you die. It begins right now. And then you want more of it. Ask yourself, do you approach your day asking God for spiritual nourishment? Do you approach your day asking God to shine his light on you and give you a glimpse now of what we're going to have later? to feel his peace, to feel his presence, to feel his light? Do you focus on things that feed the soul? You know, we wake up and we think to ourselves, what am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to have for dinner? Do we wake up and ask ourselves, what are we going to feed upon spiritually today? Because when we don't, what's this say? God and the angels mourn. Now, the book of Psalms was written long before Christ walked the earth long before there were Christians, but there were people of faith. There was God. And going all the way back to then, what does it remind us at the beginning? God has nourishment for us. If we will only taste it, if we will only accept it, he makes grass grow for the cattle, plants for the people to cultivate, food from the earth. Wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. If you'll just look, you will see celestial nourishment all around you. This morning when I left home for work, my wife was up. She'd gotten up early. Our youngest, Julius, had got her up. They went downstairs. They were soon joined by Mercy our next oldest, or next youngest, I should say, after Julius. And there they were on the couch. Mercy, who's eager to learn, had a math video in, was learning how to count and learning her numbers, things like that. And my wife and Julius were there on the couch, all cozy, wrapped up in a blanket, watching her watch the math video. And I'm getting ready and, you know, get my stuff together to leave and My wife looks up at me with a smile and she says, I could stay here all day. I could stay here all day. See, that is celestial nourishment. Holding your children with not another worry in the world. Being exactly 
where God wants you to be. You know, that's the power of the spiritual things that God gives us. You know, and going back to that psalm, remember, it's, it's all the things that are important. It's not just reading your Bible and praying. It's food and understanding where that comes from. It's your family and your friends and understanding where that comes from. It's the opportunity of life and the day ahead of you and where that comes from. All of those things give us an opportunity to enter the eternal right now, right this moment. Will we accept it? Will we feed off of it? Will we allow our souls and our spirits to grow from it? Or will we feed on the things that kill us? You know, just how the person who is sick, maybe from cancer, maybe just from old age, and they can't even eat anymore, and their body dies. You know, it's the same thing for people that feed off the wrong things. People that feed off of drugs, people that feed off of sex, people that feed off of selfishness. You meet somebody like that, you can, you can kind of see death in their eyes. And not necessarily the death of someone who's 90 and in hospice and they can't eat anymore and they're going to die, but, but the death of a soul, the death of someone who doesn't see the light, the death of someone who is not what they were created to be. But that doesn't need to be you. That doesn't need to be me. It doesn't need to be our friends or our kids. We can feed. We can absorb celestial nourishment. I'm just going to end by kind of rereading the end of this because this is what Christ offers us. If we will pray, if we will read our scripture, if we will worship, if we will love, if we will hold small children, if we will walk in the park, if we will put away technology and focus on things that have been here for millennia. See, if you do all that, if you allow yourself to become God's throne, a place where the Holy Spirit can dwell, he himself will take a seat on it with you. And if your soul has a spiritual eye, you'll see all light. If you nourish yourself on the sustenance of the Spirit and you drink living water and the spiritual wine that rejoices the heart, if you will only clothe your soul in ineffable light, get up in the middle of the night and pray. Get down on your knees and pray. Ask God to shine upon you. If through your trials and your errors and your good things and your bad things and your accomplishments and your defeats, you attain experience and you allow it to draw you deeper and deeper into those spiritual things, you will gain assurance of them. You will gain assurance of what God offers. And then, slowly, day by day, moment by moment, you will live the truly eternal life. In a sense, your old nature reposing and allowing your new nature in Christ to be present right now in this world. That is what spiritual nourishment gives you. And God only asks that you feast upon it. You can't pray too much. You can't read scripture too much. You can't go to church too much. Feast, feast, feast. Until next time, my friends, aim high. Spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter. Feast, feast. Feast. I'm your host, Silouan. Until next time, 
Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.